0: before I just kind of explained some some things about me and um, I kind of felt like okay I want to introduce myself to you because none of you know me and um, this is my first time here and so just explain kind of where I come from my background um, I didn't I didn't grow up in charismatic Christianity Um, I grew up in a very very conservative uh church and uh and god just got a hold of me and um, shook me upside down a few times and uh, then shook me up and down a few more times and then it shook me up and down a few more times and um and i'm still going through that amen is that okay so i'm just you know the lord's just working me out but um you know i had this vision while we were um while, while we were in here and god's been showing pendulums do any of you guys know what pendulums are um, you know, that you, if you go into someone, yeah, you got it. You go into someone's uh, desk and they, they've got, those, they got those, uh, those little silver balls. And, um, you know, I always wondered what those were. And the thing I love about the prophetic is God just shows you things. And I'm, let me just go and tell you, I'm not the smartest person. I'm really not smart at all. Um, like, the IQ test that I took in high school, I failed. Um, nothing could keep my attention. I, you know, I, they said I had ADD. Um, I was extremely distracted. Grew up in an extremely dysfunctional home. And um, and the Lord is just now showing me, hey, this is why you were that way. And some of you can, or you can, like, wave your hand and say, yeah, that's me. That's me. Well, you're probably really prophetic, and you just don't know it. Or you're more prophetic than you know you are. Um, so I saw this pendulum swinging back and forth and the Lord has shown me a pendulum that actually like a grandfather clock if any of you guys have seen a grandfather clock the, um, that some of your family members may have because if you have a grandfather clock probably, you, know, it may, you somebody, there's a lot of young people in here and uh, mostly young people don't have grandfather clocks because they're old um, but that's okay it's good because it's a prophetic picture of something and you know that the pendulum swings back and forth back and forth and it's momentum and as that momentum moves, what it does is it moves the hand. It moves the the hand of the clock. And, and what it is, it's a sign of really what time it is. Uh, it's a sign of the times. Like, how many of you guys know we are in some... Um, we're in some different times. Like, I remember when I grew up and things were, um, you know, cartoons and we played outside. And man, this life like that, it just doesn't exist like that anymore. And and so, you know, God is saying, you know, the earth is groaning. It's groaning. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's groaning. It's crying out for the, for the sons of God to really be manifested. And that's you to come forth and really answer the call because the earth is really desiring to be redeemed. It's it's tasted the presence of God. It knows what it feels like. It's walked with God because God created it, and it's desiring for us to step into our place so it can experience a holy God. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I, the Lord has shown me a pendulum that that suspends from the heavens, but I've never I've never seen one. This was the one that was going side to side, and there was um. And there was seven, seven balls. And, you know, seven's the number of perfection. And, um, and it was, John, it was, it was, while I was talking to you, I saw it. And, you know, I'm looking at you and I'm just seeing this going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, the first thing we do as prophetic people is we're like, okay, God, what does this mean? And, um, and I felt like what the Lord was saying was that you guys um, have gone into a place of community. And, and gone, you're going, you're, you've gone into a place of family. And with those balls, they touch one another. You know they're all touching, but someone comes in and you just pick that one up, boom, and it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And let me read this to you because this is this is really cool. It's called a Newton's cradle, and it says it's named after Sir Isaac Newton. It's a device that demonstrates conservation of momentum and energy via a series of swinging spheres. When one on the end is lifted up and released, it strikes the stationary spheres. A force is transmitted through the stationary spheres and pushes the last one upward. This device is also known as Newton's balls. You know, all these words, it's the body. It's the body knitted and fitted together. And it's, it's, it's the force, it's the momentum. When we're together, we're all touching, but somebody, you know, somebody God just pulls up. And hits everybody, and it, it's really about alignment, relationships, and uh, and I just saw that. I saw that momentum. I saw that thrust here. Um, I saw the body of Christ that, that what God what God's doing here, and how He's knitting and fitting you guys together. And um, man, that's a good thing. Amen. So I just wanted to just to share that with you guys, just to encourage you. Um, a little bit about me. I'm I'm from a, a small town called Spiegelville. Yeah, somebody from Spiegelville. <laughs> I doubt it. It's uh, I say Spiegelville, and some people think Siegelville. I'm not from Siegelville. I'm from Spiegelville. Um, it's a town of about 2,500 people and grew up with a bunch of farmers. And uh, my family's a bunch of farmers, and I was the only one that didn't stick because I'm not a farmer, I don't like to, I I don't like that stuff, I like riding four wheelers, and I like, I like doing, you know, other stuff, and um, went off to college, and met my, met my wife, and uh, we, we, uh, we moved here to Dallas, and what, what year was it, babe, yeah, we moved to Dallas, 2003, we moved here, and uh, I was not saved, Grew up in a church and uh, thought I knew the Lord, but as far as I was concerned, if that was the Lord that I knew, then then I didn't want anything to do with him. And so I, I, I lived a very worldly life, lived a... Um, a life of getting in debt, living a life of buying things that I didn't have growing up, and I, because I made a vow that I said if I can have everything that I didn't have growing up, then I will be a satisfied. Man, well, I found that not to be true. My my marriage was falling apart, and um, and I cried out to God one night. God comes in and 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 just sets me on a path. And um, how many of you met Dub Lewis? anybody met Dub Lewis? Okay, cool, yeah, Dub, Dub was, I was actually attending a Baptist church at the time, and, um, and I had just gotten, uh, actually, my wife wanted to go pray a prayer, you know, and, and, uh, and and she wanted a a relationship with the Lord, I was like, okay, honey, I'll go with you. And uh, because my wife grew up Catholic, and we go into the room, and you know, she's doing her thing with the guy, and the guy's asking her, you know, hey, and she's, I mean, she's, she's, she's here, she's, she's responding, she's like, yeah, I, I want a relationship with Jesus, and I'm like, I've already got a relationship, I'm good, and he looks at me, starts asking me these questions, and I'm like, I can't answer them, and I'm like, whoa, I feel like, man, this is, this wasn't about me, this was about her, well, he leads both of us to the Lord, and we end up getting baptized, and things just radically start changing. And um, this, and that was 2007. So we've only been really walking with the Lord for seven years, and um, and it's been a wild ride. Uh, but Dub Lewis was somebody that um, an individual in my in my in my in my Bible class, my life group class. I started asking questions. I'm like, why don't we do the stuff? Why don't we go out and pray for the sick? Why don't we, why don't we raise the dead? Why don't, we, why don't we cleanse the leper? Why don't we do all this stuff that Jesus said to do? Because he said, these signs will follow those that believe and you will do greater things, the same things and greater things. And I was like, I, I've never seen that, but I'm starting, to, I'm starting to meet people that do this. And when I start asking people questions about it, people are getting mad at me because they want to talk about once saved, always saved and all that, all that stuff. And some of you probably have no idea what I'm talking about because you didn't come from um, that aspect of Christianity and that's the beautiful thing we all come from different places but this is just where I came from and uh, and the leader of the class says, I want to introduce you to somebody and um, I'm like okay well where's the guy where's the where's the guy at he says well he's on the other side of town and um, I said is he gonna handle snakes and they said no and i said well what do i need to do they said be open minded and so i walk into this meeting and and there's all this charismatic chaos stuff going on well let me just say something the church i grew up in said to avoid that yeah to avoid that avoid like they i wouldn't be here with you guys cuz y'all are crazy and so i walk into this i walk into this this room and and there's people just these these people are really really weird They're, or they've got a better relationship with the lord than i do and so either or i was pretty uncomfortable he stands up this is dub lewis he stands up and he says i've got a word from god and i'm just like okay well i had a buddy with me that had just gotten back from iraq and he had ptsd his um his wife had divorced him he had just signed over the rights for his two kids um he was suicidal and he was living in my house um You know, we were just doing the best we knew to be a good friend to him. I've known him since I was five years old. We grew up together. And, and man, he reads this guy's mail. Reads his mail. And he comes back to me and he says, what did you tell him? I said, I don't know the guy. I didn't tell him anything. And then, and then this is where the where my where my story starts. He he, my buddy comes and sits down, and then he begins to 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 tell me, I've got a word for you. And now come up here. And so I went up there, and I'm like, oh, I did not want to go. I'm like, this guy's going to embarrass me. He's going to re- he's going to he's going to tell everybody my junk, which I already know. I don't need to hear it. And he began to tell me all this destiny and uh, all these things that I would be doing. And he says, do you have a passport? I said, no, I don't have a passport. He says, well, you need to get one because you're going to be traveling the nations. You're going to be preaching the gospel and, and you're going to be doing all these things. Well, let me just tell you something. I knew about two Bible verses. Yeah, about two. About two of them. And, um, and I had really never, like I said, i have never read the Bible. And so for somebody, and I never traveled, never did any, never, never did any of the stuff. Right, I wanted to do it, but I just didn't. And so, a, about a year, about a, a couple months went by, and I just kept calling this guy and calling him and calling him and calling him and calling him. And and finally, he, he said that he would he would disciple me, would mentor me, and um and he did. He's been a spiritual father in my life ever since. He's been a, um you know I had didn't have a father growing up, but he's been one of the fathers that God has sent me, and um and it has helped raise me up and to be um. You know, un, on the direction and, and in the path that I am right now. I ended up going to Africa in 2009 to an unreached people group, and um, do what with Dub? Yep, with Dub. A wife is a beautiful thing. When you find a wife, men, when you find a wife, it is a good thing. And likewise, when it's God. And and so I, I go on this mission trip with with Dub, and. I find out, he didn't tell me this, but I find out that they're killing people on this road that we're driving down. Now, if he would have told me that before, I wouldn't have gone. I would have stayed home, but he didn't tell me. And I'm, and, and so we end up going and, and uh, we get to this place. It's called Wamba and it meets war. There's no white people there. These, and these, these are very tribal people. They've never heard the name of Jesus. They've never seen a white person. I I hate camping guys. I hate it. I hate camping. And they put me in this, this little, like, I mean, they would shut this place down here in America. Like it, it, it wouldn't even be worthy for your, for your dog to stay in this place. It's covered in spiders. And, um, and there's no running water, no electricity, and, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how am I going to make it through this? Because this was total culture shock for me. And, and I, you know, I don't know what to say other than this. There was such a peace the whole time I was there. Like supernatural peace, and we go out and we start staging with these af- with these Africans. And there's, um, if you've ever heard of the Maasai tribe, these are these are called Samburu. They're cousins of the Maasai. Maasai are in the southern uh, southern portion, and then Tanzania and Kenya. And then you have the um, you have the Samburu, which are in the northern portion, and that's closer to Sudan and Ethiopia and we go out the first day and dub preaches the first time and then and then he says okay your turn and i'm like what i don't know these people's culture i mean they'd be like getting somebody from a third world country to come to america now preach the gospel to americans how would you do that it'd be really hard unless unless the lord just gave you the utterance and uh and the ability to do it and the grace right um but and i so i told him no i'm not ready but the Holy Spirit started convicting me, and 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 here's the deal, guys. I went overseas for for, for one reason. I went to prove that 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 I served a God that, that that was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I needed to see it. I needed to prove it. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be a part of it. And and this was, you know, my wife was was like, you know, you're hanging around these people. Before, this is before I left, and she's like, I don't understand why you're doing this. And I'm like, you know, there's just something there's something about this, and it says it in the Bible. So we've got to believe it, even though we haven't seen it. And uh, and we went, and I went, and she said, she says, if you come back and tell me that this stuff's real, then I'll believe you. But I don't know these people, and they could be lying to me. And she's been lied to her whole life. Both of us had. So I mean, we we're just we we're just used to believing people's lies and just working with it. But um, so I so back to the back to the first place we're at. I'm there. I preach. I'm preaching the gospel, and they bring out this lady. She's over 100 years old. She's blind in both of her eyes, and this was my opportunity this is my opportunity to pray for this, this woman. And, and so I took advantage of it. I seized it. God opens both of her eyes. The whole village gets on their knees and gets saved. People start demonically manifesting in the place. It was, it was, um, it was, it was awesome. It was great. It was great. So we, we ended up seeing seven blind eyes open the whole trip. We saw, I mean, we saw deaf ears open. Um, we saw, um, we saw the people that were lame walk. We saw all, we we were ministering to witch doctors. I mean, it was, it was, it was so enlightening for me. And I get back to the, I get back to the, our, our place where we're staying at, the, the, the little one star place I was telling you about. And, um, and man, I looked up at the stars that night and I said this, guys, I said this, I said, this is what I was born to do. This is what you've called me to do. This is what I'm I will give my life for this and you know, I, I, I still talking about it, it it it, it changed my life uh, forever. And I go into my room that night and I and I'm singing this song by Jeremy Camp. You know it. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. I didn't know anything else to do. I shut the door and I locked it and it really didn't matter. I mean, anyone could have walked in, you know, I mean, because I got drunk guys coming and knock, banging on my door because they know Mzungu, Mzungu here, you know, then they, 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 if there's white people there, then you're rich. Regardless if you're not, you're rich. And so I'm just in there worshiping the Lord. And, you know, guys, I don't know what happened, but something walked through the door. You know, it was like a, a thumping current, a big ball of electric energy just came through the door. And I'm laying down, and, it, and, it, and I've got my eyes open, and the whole room just lights up. And it's this white, illuminescent, holy light. I don't see any of your shirts in here that are near as white as this light. And it and it and it was just, you know, I don't know how long it lasted, but it just kept getting closer and it was like boom 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 and it was getting closer and closer. Finally, I shut my eyes because I'm like, man, there's a holy reverential fear coming on me. And, and this, this presence just sat on my chest. And, um, you know, Paul talks about I'm a prisoner of the Lord because, you know, the Lord just came and captivated. And the Lord just began to captivate me that night and began to just fill me with this, this euphoria. You know, I've done, guys, I've done every drug you can do every single one and none of them all of them wore off but this this was something different this was life this was something holy it was supernatural and it began to go and ebb and flow from my head to my toe i felt like i was levitating off the bed i didn't know if i was in my body or out of my body you kind of recognize what paul's talking about there and i began to i began to see things in the spirit i began to to be enlightened Things began to, to come forth that night. And, um, and God put me to sleep, just like he put Adam to sleep. And I didn't sleep for two weeks. The Lord didn't let me sleep for two weeks. I went, literally, I went out of my mind. Um, and I went on a journey. And I, I, I lost, I don't know how much weight. I came back. I was a raging maniac. I lost all my friends. No one wanted to hang around me. They all thought I was crazy. And I just started having encounter after encounter with God. And, um, you know, we haven't had friends restored to us until the last couple of years. No, no, not even the last couple of years. Probably really the last uh, year and a half. God put 70, 80-year-old women around us, grandparents, because we didn't have family growing up. So God had to teach us what family was. And, and we felt, we went through abandonment, rejection, we went through all the stuff. And, and I grew up abandoned, rejected, insecure, all that stuff. And so God stripped it all from me. And people, I was misunderstood. I'm still misunderstood, but now I'm becoming better okay with it. And um, you know, that's my that's my story. I got back to America. I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to go travel the world. I wanted to preach the gospel. And the Lord said, No, you no, you're going to travel the world, but you're going your calls to America. And I and I I didn't want I didn't want it. Didn't want I didn't want the call to America. Um, I didn't have a heart for it. And uh, the Lord just began to change my heart. And so um, we, have a, we have a ministry called Kingdom Gravity Ministries, which Kingdom Gravity is something that the Lord gave me in 2011 in China. Um, it was an underground church ministering. Anybody been in the underground church in here? No? Shaba, y'all need to go. Yeah. Commission you go, China. Yeah. Send them to China, Lord. There's some fire in China, and so I wake up September 11, 2011. It was nine. It was uh, it was 91, 2011. I woke up and the Lord said, "Go to Amos 9:11." Now you guys are a house of prayer, so you know everybody know Amos 9:11. On that day, I will what? I will raise up the tabernacle, and so the Lord starts speaking to me about tabernacles, houses of prayer. I had no clue what a house of prayer was. No clue. I didn't know you guys even existed, you know, and um, and the Lord's been, you know, just teaching us about prayer, and been teaching us about what um, what it is, and what it means to be a man of prayer, what it means to, um, to live in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to be able to encourage one another, to bring the Word of God and the Kingdom of God anywhere, anytime, doesn't matter, like, I'm a mobile home for God. Like, I, I'm a walking tabernacle. Like, I carry the presence of God everywhere I go, and I have divine appointments. People get saved, healed, delivered where I go because that's, that's who I am. It's my DNA. And so, Kingdom of Gravity Ministries is just, the, it's, it's just that. It's just ministering to people to become the kingdom, to know Jesus, to be like Jesus, to do the things that Jesus did, and change the atmosphere, right? When your gravity changes... Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When your gravity changes and you get flipped upside down, you get turned upside down like, um, like Jacob did, you get a name change. Right? It's in a certain place, you get a name change. You go from being a deceiver to being the promise. And oh, you go from changing a, the name of the land from something to Bethel. What was the name of it before it was Bethel. forget. Anyway, Loose was loose. It went from not only, his encounter, guys, listen to this. His encounter so marked the place where he was at that it not only changed his name from Jacob to Israel, but it changed the name of the city, right? It changed the name of the city from Luce to Bethel, which Bethel means house of God. So he had such an encounter with the Lord that he changed the atmosphere. And see, I just believe and I know that God is raising up a prophetic voice in Dallas that has not yet been heard, and you know, and that, that's what I—that's kind of what I want. What I want to move in tonight. I want to talk to you about art of, about supernatural intelligence. Is that okay? Is there any? Is there? Am I? Am, am I? Tra- are y'all tracking with me? Okay. Uh, I felt like the Lord. The Lord gave me some dreams last night. I'm a. I'm a dreamer. Are we getting dreamers in here? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't dream? Raise your hand if you don't dream, it's okay. You will after tonight. yeah, yeah, you will. Um, I wanna talk to you about supernatural intelligence Um, because here's what the the Lord has shown me that he's doing in the city of Dallas. I had a a, a dream where where the Lord began to show me three different components of of the spheres in our city. And he showed me me a, a business and he showed me a church and he showed me a, um, a house, right? And they were all old and they all needed to be, they all needed a makeover and they were all vacant. Okay? And then God began to breathe on all three of them, one by one by one, and they began to be revived. They began to come alive. They became living organisms. And as they were doing that, there was wings that were built in between all three of them, like wings, like you could go from one to the other, right? Follow me? So what God was saying was, I am, I'm combining these three, so I want, I'm raising up prophetic voices that are going to have a prophetic uh, voice and revelation for all three of these realms because this is what I'm doing. I'm combining house to house, just like I did in the book of Acts and I'm combining, the, and, and, I'm, and I'm, com- I'm actually gonna use the church to actually do a, have an underground house-to-house movement, and it's also gonna affect the administration, it's gonna affect business. So we're going to come into a time of, we're gonna have apostolic business, we're gonna have, the, the businesses are gonna start looking like churches, um, and it's gonna be run by people that, 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 um, that get insight from God, and they're gonna be called sons of Issachar. Yeah. Sons of Issachar, how many of you in here right now are in Nehemiah or Daniel? Raise your hand. Okay, you really need to listen to me tonight. Um, everybody needs to listen, but you, but you guys really need to listen because the Lord, the Lord, um, really wants you to get a hold of this because you're called, um, you're called to to really be a pioneer in this. Um, so get the picture, church administration and the administration was five stories. So it's a government of God, it's five full ministry um, and and, uh, and house to house. And so we're going to move into this uh, into this movement. And here's the deal, we're not gonna know, it's gonna so expand in our city that we're not gonna be able to, to have set church from church because we're gonna cross over. God's gonna cross it over and the people that get offended by this, they're just, they're just gonna be offended. And it's all going to be about, if my la- my name is lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. That, all sects, S-E-C-T-S, no denominations. It's just God, it's just Jesus, it's Holy Spirit, and um, it's the kingdom. And it's coming in power. It's coming in power. It's coming in power. And you get to be the one that gets to walk in this power. You get to be the one that actually brings it in and ushers it in and gets to co-labor with God and be part of the great commission To be a co laborer with Christ. Does that sound good? Who wants that? Yeah, it's good. Um, Yeah, thank you, Lord. So, intelligence. I I have a habit of of running rabbit trails. Is that all right? Intelligence. How long long do y'all normally go here? 12, okay, I can do that. <laughs> uh, intelligence, guys. Intelligence is the ability to learn or understand things or to deal with new or difficult situations. Any of you guys going with any new, any, up against any new or difficult situations right now? Yeah? Okay, good. That just means that you're being presented with an opportunity. That's what it means. It means God has found you faithful, and God is trying to find you faithful in the season. And so, what he's bringing to you, he's wanting to use it as a staircase to actually step on it and come up to a higher level and get a better perspective, right? He's drawing you, he's drawing you closer. And see, we keep going around the same mountain over and over and over and over. When actually, he's trying to create a stairway to heaven. You know that song, "Stairway to Heaven." The guy got the revelation and just got the, the wrong spirit, you know? And so if you're going through that, guys, be encouraged and know that, that this is your opportunity. And here's the deal. If you fail this, you're going to continue to take it. And God, because God is a good God. He's good. He's loving. He's merciful. But he will not give you more than you can handle. He gives gifts to men according to their abilities, okay? So if you're not faithful with what you have now, then you can't be given the next thing because he loves you so much, it would crush you. You can't have another person's anointing because you're not that person. And no one in here has the same anointing. We're all different, and that's a beautiful thing. Okay, intelligence is the ability to apply knowledge to manipulate, everybody say manipulate one's environment or to think abstractly as measured by objective criteria. Okay, so not only we get to manipulate the environment, but we get to, we're measured by the objective criteria. The objective criteria is the kingdom. And let me tell you what, this is a big, huge open door for a prophetic spirit to come in and start painting pictures and start painting abstract paintings. People don't know what you're painting, right? But, and I'm not talking about just painting. I'm just talking about whatever you're expressing in culture right now. You have the ability, you're an artist. You have the ability to paint something that in such a way that when people look at it, they're like, oh my God, I see Jesus, right? And you're not even saying Jesus, but you're, but you're doing something, and the spirit of excellence is so on it. And that's why you that are in Daniel, you need to know right now that that God's put an excellent spirit in you, and He's put influence and favor and wisdom on you, and He's trying to get you to a place where you'll actually embrace it and say yes, and actually bring the culture that you're learning here into the environment there, where you can, where the seed can grow. Does that make sense? Right? Because look at Nehemiah and Daniel. And you're gonna see. You're gonna see one thing that they weren't. Um, they weren't church people. You know. I mean they were they brought the kingdom but but in an aspect of the way we do church today they weren't sitting in churches on sundays they were actually bringing the bringing the stuff in and you know this says in Matthew 13 that the kingdom of god is like a woman who hid three measures y'all familiar with that passage right it's like a woman who hid three measures in the mill until it was fully leavened so, whatever God's doing in your life, He does it in measures, and you just continually throw that measure in, in, into that furnace, and it mixes with the fire of God, and it and it starts to it starts to rise. It starts to rise. And and, and you know what the woman continues to do? Continue to throw it in. God measures it out, you throw it in. God measures it out, you throw it in. And if you will continue to be faithful with that and continue to throw that in, that leaven will so rise that it will actually leaven your city. It will leaven your business. It will leaven, I mean, how many of you have jobs here? praise God, that is an opportunity to actually demonstrate and apply this function in your business. Watch it. Watch what happens when you apply these principles in your, in your business. God will give you divine revelation and understanding to actually give prophetic understanding and knowledge and revelation in your business, and people will be like, where did you get that? I mean, they think you're really smart. People think I'm really smart. I'm really not. I just know who my God is, and I'm willing to say, God, what you say about this matter and bring him in and there's so much influence now people are coming and they're like how do you how do you do this and so that's kind of how we operate people come and they ask us um, because it says your gift will bring you before kings I don't have to go look for kings they come to me because I've been found faithful and uh, and I want to continue to be found faithful and I want to encourage you guys be found faithful you know whatever God's given you don't despise small beginnings just step out step out step out step out and increase your vision what's your vision for is your vision just for this but no our vision's got to be for a city right because if you're going to be a son of Issachar you know what Issachar means it means recompense and reward anybody in here need to make some recompense if we're anybody, any intercessors in here yeah who's an intercessor raise your hand Okay, you didn't didn't raise your hand. You're liars. <laughs> you're all intercessors. You're all you're 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 all intercessors. You know the Lord really convicted me. The sons of Issachar, y'all y'all know they were intercessors, right? Um, they were. God convicted me because I used to go to I used to go to this church and um, I would this lady sat next to me and you, you've all met this you've all met one person like this. And, man, she was, everyone called, man, you're such an intercessor. Man, she looked depressed to me. She looked like she needed, she needed some, like, some sozo. She looked like she needed some coffee. She, I mean, she was wearing the burden. She was walking in it. She was owning it. And I was like, if that's an intercessor, I don't want anything to do with it. Right? That is not intercession. And, the, and the, so the Lord had to carry me through this process because, first and foremost, if people ask me, what am I? I am an intercessor. I intercede. I, Jesus was an intercessor, and he ever lives, and he sits at the right hand of God to make intercession for you and me to actually do stuff, to do the stuff. And, and so he began to say, Tom, you're an intercessor, and, and, and then I started reading the Bible, and, he, and I was reading Ezekiel, and he said, I searched for an intercessor. I looked because I wanted to change what I was going to do, but I couldn't find one, so therefore, sorry. You know, and so that's what, that's what the sons of Issachar were. They were, they were, they were all intercessors. So who wants to be an intercessor now? Look, look, it's a recompense. Like recompense means you make it right. Like some of you need to make some things right in your life. Some of you need some recompense on on for yourself. But once you get the recompense for yourself and you really receive the fullness of really what God has for you, then you can start making recompense for other people. Right? To your right and your left. Then you can start bearing one another's burdens. Then you can start praying like here's the deal. People come up to me and they'll and they'll um and if they say something that makes me mad, you know, I heard this guy say this on TV, so I was like I'm going to going to adopt it. And the guy's a man, God's a man of prayer. He spends like hours in prayer, and and, and this guy comes up to him and he offends him and he says, I'm gonna deal with you, but I'm gonna deal with you on my knees. And he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna engage you in prayer. Now, that's pretty that's militant. Right? We, we need to engage the enemy on our knees. We need to engage, we need to make recompense on our knees. Like, we need to come to the end of ourselves, and we need to, we need to engage things on our knees and then God will begin to give you words of knowledge for people he'll begin to show you pictures of people he'll begin to give you he'll turn your life into a river where he can send it wherever he wants he'll send you wherever wherever he wants to but the but the real question is are you going to say yes and are you going to position yourself to actually be in that place I was in my prayer room uh, a couple years ago praying I'm like Lord I'll go anywhere I'll go anywhere you want me to go." And he shows me this person's, this face, and um, and he says, you're gonna go to, I want you to go to Firewheel Mall. Everybody know where Firewheel Mall is? Let me tell you something about me. I hate shopping. It's demonic. I don't, I send my wife, I, 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 I get frustration on me, I get anxiety, I, I, you know, it's all the, it's the atmosphere, it has nothing to do with me. That's a joke. And so, so I'm in my room and I'm praying and, and the Lord shows me this and he says, you're gonna go to Firewheel and there's a guy there, I want you to give him a word. He didn't, he, he didn't give me the word, imagine that. I'm like, yeah, and he told me you're gonna go to Express for men. thank you, honey. And uh, and so I pull. I, I said, okay, God, well, let's go. Well, I pull in, and I'm I'm like, man, this guy's not going to be there the whole way there. I actually called a guy to go with me. A guy I was discipling, and I'm like, hey, God, you want to go on a you want to go on a journey today? This God spoke to me about this guy, and and um, he's like, yeah, let's go. And so we went, and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, man, I'm going to look like an idiot. Because this guy's not going to be there. And, and you know, I'm, people are going to think I'm a freak. And, you know, and, but I get to express. And the thing I like about express is it's all glass. And you can look in and you can see things. And it's, I don't get claustrophobic. And I walk in and I, and I see the guy. The guy's there, begin to prophesy over him. And we still have a relationship to this day. And he reaches out to me for counsel. And he doesn't even live in the state. He actually um, played, played baseball at ASU and was um, was at a really, was at a really um, pivotal time in his life and needed a word from God. And God, God was faithful to give him that word. And so God will, in, in, your, in your secret place, right, where you shut the door behind you, God will begin to speak to you. God will begin to give you revelation. God will give you his intelligence, right? He'll give you his intel, there's things going on in the world right now, guys, that you, had, that, that you don't have a clue. I just got back from Jerusalem, spent some time with, with, a, with, a, with an IDF guy that does black ops, and he's telling me about things that are going on, in the, and the guy's a Holy Spirit terrorist. They go around Israel and they, they blow the shofar. Like, they have shofar drive-bys. He said that, and I'm like, really, shofar drive-bys? He said, like, yeah, we actually drive around and we blow the shofar, and they actually, a guy got killed. Like they blew the shofar in this and this terrorist got killed. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't even like shofars. And so now I'm starting to rethink. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe the shofar's you know, you know, you kinda of, kinda of weird with the shofar, but I'm I'm getting there. I think I got a little religion there. But, um, but there's just, guys, there's intelligence that the Lord wants to release. It's the mind of Christ. And, and Paul says, hey, who can know, who can know the thoughts of, of God? Who can know the mind of Christ? And, you know, in the Old Testament, it was like, no one can. But Paul's like, we can we can know his thoughts. We can know his ways. We can know everything he's saying and we can actually be um, we can be intelligent here because I believe if you're gonna be a, a people, if we're gonna be a prophetic generation, we've gotta teach people to hear God. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and they come after me. So if you heard his voice when you were saved, how are you hearing his voice now? How's he leading you besides still waters? How's he leading, where's he leading? And if he's not leading you, I would say you just need to hear his voice. Stop, teach your soul to be still. Like, prayer can become such striving. Man, I strive for prayer because, I mean, I'm God, I want you so bad. I want to know you. I want to tug on the hem of your garment. I want to put a demand on you because I want to touch you so I can touch other people. I want to touch people's life. I want to see a move of God in this city. I want to see pastors. I want to see denominations come together. I want to see them fall at the feet of Jesus, like 1 Corinthians 14, and just say, oh, my God, God's here. The presence of God is here. And Holiness just breaks out. And here's the deal, guys. This is what God wants to do in our city. He's doing it right now. And the reason you're in Daniel and Nehemiah right now, if that's you, is because God wants to use you as a bridge. God wants to use you as one that's going to help hang these gates in this city. Because if you look, if you go read Nehemiah, you see that the gates—it was all about—it was all about rebuilding these gates and hanging these gates. Well, these different lands are are in need of being rebuilt. The walls are in need of being rebuilt. The foundation, I think, has been laid. Uh, Zerubbabel is that's Shell's old name, right? House of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the foundation's been laid. Um, teachers are, have come forth. The prophetic is starting to get louder, and the apostolic is coming in. And um, and it's gonna it's gonna hang all these gates in this city, and we're all gonna be hung together. Together, Methodist, Baptist, Lutherans, Episcopalians, Pentecostals, all of them. You see, I've done, I've 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 gone to the Baptist church. I've gone to the, I've gone to the, I've gone to the conventional. I've gone to the somewhat modest, and I've been to the liberal. where he jumped over you know, we jumped around and had a, had a big, had a good time and, and, um, and all that was great. I loved it all, but something in me was lacking and it, and it brought me to this place of desperation. And I think all of us are desperate for God, like desperate that we want, we have to have more of them. Like we have to, we have to have more. Of them. Are any of you there Are any of you there? You just Man, God, if I don't have more of you. Well, here's the deal. He's your recompense. Issachar means recompense, but it also means reward. So it is your reward to shut the door behind you and be able to spend presence with the holy God. And be able to hear his voice and be able to let him just speak to you and let him show you that he's a father. Some of you didn't have good fathers growing up. Some of you didn't have good mothers, but a pro- prophetic guide told me he said where well, you haven't been fathered, I'm going to father you and I'm going to teach you to father others and he's been faithful to do that so i have this i have this dream a few months ago and 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 god gave me a mandate and the mandate is to raise up 200 200 200 men Two hundred, you know, Issachar. It said their their chiefs were two hundred. First Chronicles twelve verse thirty two. It says their their chiefs were two hundred, and um, and all their brethren were at their command. And the Lord has just been stirring this thing in me, um, to be that Issachar. That one of the reasons we call the ministry in Rockwall is it's called the East Gate, and it's not a it's not a church. Um, people ask, you know, what 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 is it? I, honestly, I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't, Um, but it is a, it is an Eastern gate that is, that opens up the presence to the presence of God and teaches people, this is your destiny. This is how you walk in it. Now send them out and go do it. And it's, it's undercover. It's kind of like an, it's kind of like an, an underground church. And, and, you know, we've just found life in that. We found life in that. And so back to this dream, I, I. I'm at this um, I'm at this inauguration and and there's a war that's about to take place. And y'all hear the sound of war? You feel like you feel like some violence is coming? It's coming. It's coming. And what we did in here tonight, that worship was violent. It was violent. It's the love of God like you can misunderstand me when i say this but let me tell you something the love of god is violent this is the 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 kingdom of god suffers violent but the but violence but the but uh, violent take it by force right god is raising up a violent generation that that know how to love and they know they will lay down their lives they will lay down their lives for the one thing because they they will seek the one thing and as, as we were worshiping man there was, there's violence in that and you, you guys felt it you feel it you feel it inside of you and when you leave here it's like what now what? now what? well when you go out in the world and you live a holy life, you actually take that with you and you actually lose violence. You lose angels. You lose all this prophetic, all this, and you change the culture. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. We're talking about changing, changing culture and changing, changing things. And God wants to raise up a violent people that, man, they will not move to the right or the left, but they know their God and they know that He will perform great exploits for them. And you don't turn from that. That's why I told Jeremiah, hey, set your face like a flint set your face like a flint. Don't look, don't look. Don't look at their faces lest they confound you. Man, you just do what I've called you to do because you're so just, I'm so possessed by what he's called me to do. I don't let anything stand in my way. I don't. And, and so back to this dream, there's this war going on, and there's, this, there's people signing up for it, and they're enlisting in it, and people were so joyful to sign up for this war that, that some of them had never tasted of war, most of them haven't, and a few of them had, and they were older people, and... And I just remember us marching together. We were marching like, like, like in line, in sync. And you know, in David's mighty men, it said they were men and they did not break their ranks. Okay, they, they knew their portion, they knew what they were called to do, and they did not break their rank. They marched. And here's the deal. Have you guys ever been to a Texas high school football game? Of course you have. I don't need to ask you that. And you see the, the guy at halftime, the guy, the, the the drum major, the guy that's got the funny looking hat on. Yeah. It's doing all the dancing stuff. Well, there's all these warriors, and they're getting on this plane, and, and this guy's at the back, and he's just he's dancing, he's interceding, and the Lord says, that's the leader. That's the leader. That's the guy that I've chosen. I'm like, Lord, he doesn't look like a leader. He's like that's the leader I've chosen. He had a heart like David. He had a heart of worship, and he did not care. It's that song we that that we sing about you know desperation and 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 and, and you know that we don't need to we don't need to be dignified because this guy was not dignified. He he offended a lot of people, but it was just it was just who God made him to be. And they get on this plane, and 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 the urgency is just guys, we're going to war. We're going to war. We're going to war. And everybody just this reality that you know things were. Changing changing and then we land at this base and and um, and it's like this area 51 place and there's training and there's instruction and there's equipping going on and um, and there's 200 200 right well God didn't give me that give me the, the scriptures till I woke up the next morning and I started praying about it and the Lord said I'm raising up the, the sons of Issachar. I'm raising them up to set their face to the east. I'm raising them up to actually get a word from God. I'm raising them up to be a prophetic generation that's going to be a voice to the city of Dallas. I'm raising them up this time. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening right now. There's pastors that are crossing over denominations that you probably don't know about, but it's happening in our city. I see it every day. We're seeing it in our city. We're, see, we don't want to be a church that's doing our own thing. We want to be, I want to be a catalyst for a move of God. And I believe God's called us to set up strategic people and to set people in place all over the city to guard their gate, to know their, to know what they're supposed to watch, to know um, to know how to watch. Because some people don't, you, you say a watchman, people don't, what's a watchman? I say a gatekeeper. You say, what's a gatekeeper? Well, I asked the same questions. God started telling me, you're a watchman, you're a gatekeeper. I'm like, God, I don't know what any of this stuff is. I, don't, I have not a clue. And the Lord's had to teach me. It says, it says this, man need not teach you anything, but the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And so the Holy Spirit just started teaching me and teaching me and teaching me, sitting at the feet of Jesus and just, um, and he started teaching me in my dreams. And I'm going to release that over you tonight, that, that when you guys start having dreams, it says when deep sleep comes upon you, that God will instruct you and he will counsel you in the night season. See, the reason David had such revelation is because he was getting revelation in his sleep. And he says, if there's a prophet amongst you, I will make myself known to him in a dream. So some of you are having dreams because you're called, you're called to be that prophet. You're called to be the prophet in the, in the realm that God's given you. And, um, and get the revelation, but don't. Guys, we got to work on the interpretation. Once you get the interpretation, we've got to work on the application. Because God's wanting to, to refine you, and he's wanting, to, he's wanting to sharpen your sword. That way you can teach others to sharpen their sword. And because Nehemiah, once you start building the wall, once you start stepping into this thing, guess what's coming? Sanballat and Tobias are coming, and they're going to try and get you off the wall. Then the enemy's coming. And so now you've got to train the army. You've got to train them to fight with one hand and build with the other. And so that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're teaching people how to do that. And people ask, how do you do it? How do you teach people? I, I, I don't. I, I don't, like, I, I don't know. What, uh, impartation is, is our main is our main way. Like, people just get around us and they just catch it. Like, you're going to catch it tonight. I'm going to give it. Freely, I've received. Freely, I'm going to give it to you. And you're going to catch it. And you, and, and, you know, you can walk in this tonight. You can walk in the anointing because the anointing is, it's transferable. But you have to get up and you have to come put a demand on it. You have to touch the hem of the garment of the word. You have to, right? Anybody stirred up? Y'all are being really quiet. <laughs> I'm a very intense guy. Like, I, 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 am always intense. I'm, I, I don't ever. I mean, I'm, I'm quiet if you don't, if you, if you get around me. But, but I'm pretty intense. I, I, I I've. That's just the way God's made me. I'm militant in nature. I, I don't, I don't take no's. Um, what? I'm passionate. Yeah, I'm passionate. I'm passionate. I am passionate. So, the reward, guys, Jesus is the reward, and you become the reward. He says, I'm coming. I'm coming. He says, I'm coming. Guys, my reward is with me. You know what I told the Lord this morning? I'm coming to you, and I'm coming to get the reward. I'm not going to wait. I'm not waiting for you to come with the reward, I'm coming to you and I'm gonna get the reward. I'm gonna have an Isaiah six encounter with you. I want one every day. I wanna see the king high and lifted up. I wanna see, whoa, woe is me, I'm undone. Any of your lives just being shaken to the core right now? Who, who's going through just this? I mean, you, are, you just feel like you're going through hell right now, shaking. How many of you have prayed, God shake everything that can be shaken? There you go. You prayed it, you asked for it, asking you what? Shall receive. So here's the deal, when people get around me now and they start praying, God, shake everything that can be shaken. And the other day, one of our, one of our leaders was praying that and I was like, oh, God, I, I, I for the first time in my life I've ever gotten to where, God, I don't know if I can be shaken anymore. I don't, and if you, if you can pray that prayer tonight, and you need to pray it, because he won't, he's a gentleman, until you get to the place where you're like, God, I don't know if I can handle any more shaking, you need to keep praying it, keep praying it, keep praying it, and even, even to the, even in the depth of my core being, have you, any, anybody ever had an angelic encounter in here? It's kind of like that. When they come in the room, what happens? Holy terror. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. God, no, no. Yeah, Lord, I want it. No, I don't want it. Lord, I I can just feel the threshold. I'm like, they're wanting to come. And I'm like, oh, they're going to scare the bejesus out of me. You know, I, 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 I get in my prayer room and I, I, I can kind of, I can feel it. I know when they're there and it's like, I want it, but there's that fear that hits me. It's this holy fear. It's a reverence of a, of a living God. We got to wrestle with that. So I'm, I'm not going to go much longer, but I want to read just some, some, some passages to you. Um. Genesis uh, go to Genesis 49 kind of staying in the in the in the uh, the Issachar theme verses 14 and 15 it says this because this is the Issachar this is where we're at this is who you're called to be. Guys, you need to meditate on this. He says, Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two burdens. Any of you guys feel like you're surrounded by burdens? This is where you're at. He saw that rest was good and that the land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and became a band of slaves. This is Jacob blessing, blessing, um, blessing the, his, his uh, grandson, Issachar. This is the prophetic word that's coming forth. It's a car, you're a strong donkey. You're a strong donkey. That that's a good thing. Donkeys are, man, they are they are persistent. They are persistent. They um, they have a keen instinct, they're very protective in nature, and they and they and they're made to work they're made to carry the burden and you see that, that that he said you're gonna lie down between two burdens and and you know I feel like the Issachar like that what God's calling us to be an Issachar that you're going to be laying down between burdens right you're called to be a person that can pray out of the burden of the Lord not the burden of your flesh but out, but to lie between the burden and that's what intercession does it senses the burden from the Lord it, and it and it lies down we don't we don't strive we just say God It's your burden, I'm not gonna carry it. Your yoke is easy, your burden is light. But I'm called to pray this burden. I'm called to pray and change the atmosphere and and lie down between these two burdens. And it says, he saw that rest was good. Let me tell you something, rest is good. You need rest. You need to teach your soul how to be restful. Some of you need to get up in the morning and just sit at dad's feet, just by yourself, right? By yourself by yourself because that's where that's where everything's if I don't do that let me tell you what my life is my, my, my day is a wreck it is a wreck people are pulling on me and, and no revelation I don't feel like I i don't I, it just everything starts there and he, and he bowed his shoulder I mean, well first he says and that the land was pleasant now let me tell you something this is what is this Richardson? Farmer's Branch, Farmers Branch. okay how many of you think Farmers Branch is pleasant? Okay, you're gonna to have to really make up your mind because if no, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. If so, first, Farmers Branch is pleasant. God, God, you first, you love Farmers Branch, right? So the land is it's pleasant. You've got to see the land how He sees it. If you don't love it like He loves it, then you then you're then you're then you're not gonna give your life to it. You've got to love the land like he does. You've got to love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You've got to love the land. You've got to love the people. And it says, once you find out the land's pleasant, and the, Lord's, the Lord told me, this, is, this place is like a Jezreel. Like, I thought it was Richardson because, you know, I was like, well, that'd be really good because it's rich, you know. But, 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 but I, I heard the Lord say, this is a Jezreel. And Jezreel was a place where Jezebel came and set up her camp. Why, you know, wonder why she encamped there. Because it was the richest land in all of Israel. It's the richest land. So where you get the most warfare, that's, 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 that's where the call is, right? That's where Elisha and Jehu have to come in and throw Jezebel out the window, right? That's where the burden is. That's where intercession is. That's where your prayers will accomplish what it's sent for. That's why you need to hear from the Lord. Amen. And so you bow your shoulder to bear the burden. And become a band of slaves, a bondservant of Christ. We just got back from Israel, and I found out this really, really cool story. A bond servant, back in back in biblical days, they they actually, when they were done with the what they were done with work, they would come back and they would take a piece off their ear and they would pin it on the door as a sign that they were done working for the day. Their master knew that he was that he was there. So, take a piece off your ear, put it on the door. Isn't that prophetic? You, you're, you're, your ear's on the door. It's always on the door. Who's the door? Jesus. So you're just a servant, right? You're the servant of all, and you're putting when you, when your ears always to the door. It's like Joshua always trying to hear, God, what's your, what are you saying? Like, John, my head's always on your chest, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? And so, guys, there's, there's, that's where you're going to get your intelligence. That's where you're going to get heaven's intel. That's where you're going to, that's where you're going to understand. I mean, when you read, when you read passages like 2 Kings 6, 12, and you see about the king, the king of Syria, and he's like, how in the world is Israel knowing, how do they know every step we take? How are they, somebody here's a traitor. And he said, and and the guy goes, well, no, no. They have a prophet and the prophet hears God and he's actually, he's like he's in the room and he's telling them where you're gonna be. How many of you want that kind of intelligence? How many of you want that kind of intel? Okay, well, God wants to give it. He wants to give it more than you're willing to ask. Do you believe that? He does. And when he he does, guess what? He He will raise up a judge. God is bringing forth judges. Jesus was the perfect judge. And I'm not talking about a condemning judge. I'm talking about a de- judges that deliver. He's raising up deliverers that are going to sound the word of the Lord. That are going to blow the word of the Lord. And 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 when a prophet comes and gives a word that there's such a, that it so pricks your heart. It so cuts your heart down to the bone that you begin to bleed. That that you know it says in Acts they were pierced. They were pierced to their heart. They were cut. The cutting word just comes in. Like some of you are getting cut right now. And you know what? I'm okay if one of you, just one of you, gets cut. Because then you become sensitive, and then you're gonna, and then you actually grab a hold of the word, and then you actually become, it says the word dwelt amongst them. In the beginning was the word, and the word dwelt amongst them. The word became flesh. You know why the word became flesh? So flesh could become the word. So so you could become the word. The word is God. And so you are becoming the word. God wants you to become the word. He wants you to give the word. We do not, let me tell you something, we do not live from, from the past word. You can open your Bible and you can live from what God said, but you can get revelation and you can live from what he's saying. And so some of you need to hear that. Just It says, man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Like it's a proceeding word. So God wants to, to give you guys eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight. And he wants to give you guys heavenly intelligence. And he wants to recruit you guys into his military, into the army of God. And that's what God's raising up in this day. He's raising up an army, not an audience. And it's Recon. Reconnaissance—people that go behind enemy lines—they—they they go in and they take territory. Like we don't—we don't need to be seen. We—we we really, if we're seen, it actually takes us out of our strategic point of of where we can be hidden. We need to remain hidden in Christ and allow God to just move on our behalf. And um, and some of you are called to live this lifestyle. And so, I'm going after the 200. I want to I want to see 200 200 men in Dallas um, that know their God and know that all their brethren are at their command, and just like they came to David and they and they anointed him and they actually he was already anointed, but they came and they appointed him. The, when you get this, you it will launch you into your ministry. It will launch you into your destiny, and the people will come and they will anoint you king. And here's the deal: there's there are there are going to be no um, the hierarchy system in the church is is. It's, it's done it's over it's gonna implode it really is I mean I'm praying I'm praying I'm, I, God's drawing a line in the sand and and he's he's making it very clear that the prophetic voice is coming and it is drawing a line in the sand it's parting it's cutting it's dividing and and there's gonna be people that are gonna cross over and they're gonna cross over into what God's doing in this apostolic prophetic uh, movement because it is gonna prepare a dwelling place of God in the spirit um but it's also gonna leave a lot of people offended, amazed, and awe, and, uh, and upset, and mad. But here's the deal: if we don't, here's what the Lord told me. When I, when I went to Rockwall, my heart was to gather pastors, okay? I wanted to influence the leaders. And so, and so, I we had our first meeting. We had thirty-three leaders, thirty-three pastor, ministerial leaders there. They they prayed with us one time, and then after that, they labeled me charismatic, and they said, "I don't pray with me anymore." <laughs> so because of how I prayed, and um, and so I had to, I had to, I had to, I was faced with a difficult decision: do I do what 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 I feel like God's called me to do, and and act like God's called me to act, or do I compromise and because I want the numbers? And so God had to strip me of wanting the numbers and actually getting favor with him. And, um, and those, people that didn't, those people that didn't come, now they're starting to come back. Because now God's bringing them back to say, hey, this is God. I am in this. And, um, and you know, it's giving them an opportunity to step into the new wine. And, and, and it allows me to deal with my fears. Some of, you, some of us need to get delivered from our fear. And we need to step and we need to speak to our fear and, and quit letting fear determine our circumstances. And the Lord said, "You know, Tom, there's ten virgins in the room. They're all spotless. They're, they've all, they've all, they've all kept themselves from the world. And there's ten of them. Just like there's, let's say there's ten people in this room right now. How are the, how are the five gonna know the other five don't have oil? It's a good question. Yes. Anybody got an answer?" Five of them have to go outside and they gotta burn. You've gotta go outside and you have got to burn. You've gotta burn, arise and shine for your light has come. Deep darkness covers the earth. Deep darkness, are we covered in deep darkness? You better, be, you better believe we are, but we will burn. God lights the fire. It's the priest's job to keep it burning. I hear you guys are sons of oil. I, I hear you have oil in your lamps. God wants to put oil in your lamps and he wants to bring you outside of the house and he wants to set you on fire. And, and one of the great revivalists said, men will come for miles to watch a man burn. Yeah, John. John said, hey, one's coming. One's coming and he's gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire.